Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining the podcast today. I'm Will with Venture to Rome. I'm here with my best buddy, Chris, and we are talking to the guys from the Trail Chasers podcast. These guys have a podcast that has been going for about a billion episodes. They have about 3 billion uh, followers and subscribers. Um, and honestly, though, it's a it's a really, really great podcast. They had me on a few weeks ago, and we had a lot of fun. So we wanted to have them on our podcast and just continue the conversation. So um, we have Jose, Cody, and Matt from Trail Chasers. And, and uh, Cody, just maybe just a quick intro on, on you, Trail Chasers, and, and maybe just the rest of the guys can introduce themselves as well. All right. Uh, uh, first, thanks for having us. Uh, appreciate it. We... Uh... Trail Chasers started in 2014 as just a, a random website because I uh, got tired of doing construction and wanted to start something new. And it was, wasn't was until 2016 that we started the show. The, sh- the show originally for 24 episodes was just me. And then that sucked. And then so <laughs> we, so I we went on hi- hiatus for a little while, uh, decided to have most of my body rebuilt during that time uh, through medical procedures. And then Matt came on in 2018. And that's when the show really kind of hit its stride. Uh, July of 2018 is Matt's first episode. I want to say October, November-ish was Jose's first episode. Um, and then it was the three of us for a couple hundred episodes and then Casey towards the end of last year, my brother Casey, who's not on because apparently he doesn't read email. Uh, he uh, he joined us uh, end of last year into this year. So it's the four of us every week on Tuesday nights. We record live on YouTube and then we release the audio on Thursday. And and just a little bit of correction. It's not three billion. It's just three. It's just three people. Right? <laughs> my mom, each one of our wives, and uh, and that's it. But we are we're 226 episodes in at this point, and uh, uh, it's it's a lot of fun hanging out with these guys. Cool, cool. So so Jose, the, well, like Jose, you you came on. You're the first one to reach out to me, actually. So mm-hmm. I feel like my relationship with Trail Chasers really started with Jose. I apologize. Um, <laughs> so, like, how did you come on board? How did that happen? Uh, I was just a listener before. Uh, you know, I was just listening to the podcast. You were uh, one of the three? I was one of the three, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and I wanted to go out. Uh, obviously, I wanted to go off-roading. Uh, I had been it for a while, but I just didn't have, like, a core group to go with. So uh, while listening to the show, they actually, one of the episodes, they put out a invite to go wheeling to Big Bear and I ended up going and uh, yeah. And then just, we kept going, we kept seeing each other. Like we'd go to the same events, local events. And then Jose stalked us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And I then saw him uh, in front of my house one morning, I got up at four 30 <laughs> to go to work and then is Jose that why it's out in the driveway? Is so that, Jose? That's why he's somewhere else. There's like there's still like a pending restraining order or something. That's why you've got to yeah, be in a different I have, location. I have to stay 500 feet away from certain areas. <laughs> he moved into Fontana. I, I did. I know. He, 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 lives, I did. He's like my neighbor. he just wanted to be close to Matt. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, one uh, the off there's an off road expo here and that's that's held in Pomona. It's a pretty big show. Uh, and I was, I went to it, but these guys weren't able to go that year. And then, uh, I posted up that off-road expo on Instagram that it was awesome. And then Cody's like, Hey, do you want to talk about it on the show? I'm like, yeah, sure. Let me know when he's like, okay, I'll call you in five minutes. 
and i was like oh all right and then uh yeah and then that that was my initiation to the group and they've been stuck with me ever since yeah it was it was we were like okay cool that's the last time we'll talk to that guy next week he's at my house i don't know what happened (laughs) you just see his face in the window he's just standing there (laughs) <laughs> it's like, oh, that's just ho, oh, honey. That's it's okay. It's just Jose. He's just he's just watching us. Um, <laughs> Matt, what about you? So, so Matt, you were the first to come on. How did that happen? Well, I'd like to state that my relationship with Cody started. I uh, started having sex with his sister on a regular basis. <laughs> oh man! And then we about got married. or so, right? I mean, yeah, that's that was in two thousand and seven ish. Uh, and then uh, we. We had a lot of shenanigans in that time. Uh, we did a lot of glamis, uh, you know, dirt bikes and uh, just a lot of dirt bike action, I guess, in those days. And then we started this podcast. I think it was like 2000. It was 2016. I know that because we have jerseys with uh, that number mm-hmm. on. Oh. And uh, uh, let's see. He had done a number of episodes and, you know, they were informative they're very professional sounding, you know, like uh, it was, it, it was pretty good. And then um, he, he dropped off. He, uh, the birth of my niece and his daughter, you know, so he kind of off for a year or two. And I asked him, when are you going to start doing that show again? Well, when are you going to co-host with me? So that that's when uh, I think probably three or four weeks after that, uh, was the first episode I came on, no, and I didn't no, even have no, anything. No, hold on, I need to clarify that. No, that conversation was at Glamis on one of our annual guys trips, which was per President's Day or the weekend after President's Day weekend. So in February, it took me until July to get <laughs> to commit to show up to the house and record. Hey, you can't hold any conversations you have with me around a campfire or in Glamis <laughs> or anything like that. Because you know I'm not going to remember that stuff. So that's, I could have said a number of things. I could have promised you, uh, you know, like some winning lottery numbers or I, I don't know. But either way, uh, I started doing the show again. I, I guess it was in 2018. And I didn't even have anything to wheel at that point. I was <laughs> driving my wife's renegade. Like, that's what we, hey, that was you know. my off-roader. And uh, the rest is history. Yeah. So I, so my biggest question really is like, who did you meet first? This is really, this is a critical, um, relationship point in my mind. Did you know Cody first or did you know his sister first? Oh, I would have had no interest probably in his sister first. Yeah, that makes, no, that makes much but, more sense. But, but I will say the first time, uh, the first time I met Matt and, uh, my dad is a character and the way my dad expresses love is just by beating on you verbally as much as possible. And I will say about he, 10 he minutes. He loves me a lot. Yes. About 10 minutes in, I knew Matt was going to make it. And I told my sister after that, uh, that first meeting, I said, look, if this doesn't work out so that, you know, I'm choosing him, I'm going <laughs> to hang out with him and not you. And that was the, so she had to marry him at that point. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, Cody, you've got one of those voices that's like um, made for podcasts. I can't imagine a I can't, face uh, made for podcasts. You got a, you've got a face for radio, bro. No, you've no, but <laughs> no, you. But honestly, you've got like you. It's like I, I, I feel like I feel like you're always on a podcast. 
just the way, like you just, there's nothing you can do. You just are, you just, you just have that voice that just flows really well. And I, I remember when I was on a podcast with you guys, it was really, really easy to talk to you and everybody else. Um, because you were just like, it seems like you're, you're geared to this, like what you guys put together and what you do is so fun to listen to. And a lot of it's driven from your chair because, because you talk the most, but, but it's, it's, um, it's really entertaining to listen to. And so like, I guess my question is like, how do you, how do you guys, do you guys just wing it every, every week? Every Tuesday. Is there like, yep. is there like, Hey Jose, you're the guy who's always going to make the dirty jokes and Hey Matt, you're the guy who's always going to, you know, talk about the trail or is it just like, we just get no, on and go. It, so the, 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 the first 24 episodes that I did by myself, one-on-one interview, I really, I didn't like it because I was trying to be what I thought a, a caster should be. Like, you know, I was trying to, I had a list of questions and I was going to get questions and I got criticized one time and it may even have been Matt there was a story about someone's, I asked someone what their first off-road vehicle was, and they said a, uh, a, a 2003 Mustang that got stuck in the mud. Went, okay, great. And then went right on to the next question. <laughs> and instead of going, wait a minute, there's a there's a half-hour story in that, yeah. right? But I was just really, it was very, very uh, robotic, and I didn't like it. And then when Matt came on, and, and eventually Jose and Casey, the, the one thing that we wanted to stay true to is that if you if you see us at work, if you see us on the trail, if you listen to our podcast, we are the exact same crew. We we talk exactly the same way. It's very genuine to who we are, and because we we genuinely get along and have a chemistry that that, and we're not afraid to just call each other out and rip on each other. That the show carries that same feel um, um, on on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely get that. Um... And so, and, and I will, and I'll say this, like, you know, I started this podcast, but it wasn't really just me. It was really me and Chris too. It's like, even though like Chris, I I think I see your face, I know you're here, but you hasn't really said anything yet, but like just, just having Chris there here just it brings I'm such like a your safety blanket will you're a whoobie <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, 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 you're a whoobie <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but like it, it how many episodes sorry to cut you off but how many episodes yeah. are you in uh we I'm on like this will be like 26 like very that very is, early yeah that is so early in the uh in the in the process uh when Jose came on um at the end of 2018 early 2019 Right. He he was very quiet, you know, at the beginning. And it, it took it took time to develop that timing and and knowing when to say what um, I will say a big part of that is being in the same room when, you know, we guys come to my house every week to record. Yeah. But the. It, it you just in a studio. Don't tell them it, it was at your yeah. house. Yeah, it's yes, uh, <laughs> it's, it's like uh, a, uh, a studio headquarters. Yes, at yeah. the, uh, Chase's uh, HQ. Yeah, uh, which is basically my spare bedroom. So, but but that's a big part of it, and it it's time to develop that chemistry. And and while I I have taken the position of driving most of the interview and the questions, the um the, the zingers, the 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 good pieces of that usually come from the other guys. Whereas I've gotten to the point where I can ask the questions to keep the conversations going. And I'm, I'm continuously thinking about that. They have the opportunity to process something that the guest just said that I may have missed. And they know exactly when to jump in and go, well, what about that? And what about that? And they'll run with it for a while. I think 
a one-on-one -on -one interview, it's, there's so much to do to make sure it's recording and streaming and it's really hard to do by yourself. Yeah, I totally agree it, with that. It helps to have like a lot of like, poop and fart jokes like loaded <laughs> and ready to go and i do yeah when the bar when the bar is super low like yeah. you can do a lot yeah. it's, it's like, yeah, you're so, the mean, bar low you can rise to it exactly. <laughs> i've told i've told cody a hundred times you know well mute me or whatever like unplug my microphone and he never has and, and he has, has but then you just start using mine <laughs> yeah, you know i just share with jose and jose doesn't mind he he probably likes it I do. Can you just cut his mic off all the time? Just, just. Well, it's, you've got a headpiece on now, so I'd love to see you guys share that. That'd be uh, that'd be very interesting. I'm five minutes away, man. I'll be right there. <laughs> so, so you guys, you guys come over. You guys go over to Cody's house every single week to every record Tuesday, this podcast every Tuesday, Tuesday night for two hundred episodes. That is incredible. Like that's that a great way to do it. You physically come together. And it's, it's like, it's like a club hanging out with the guys. It, it, it is very, it is, it is very much hanging out with the guys. And, yeah. and the way the studio is set up, they're sitting directly across from me and like, we can look at each other and I, I can tell when Matt's about to jump in or something and I can see what Jose's doing. And the, the, the timing is, it is, helps with the timing. Absolutely. Yeah. During, during the original, the, the beginning of COVID when we didn't do that, I felt the lag and the change in our uh, 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 interactions through this type of video, it's gotten a lot better, right? I mean, we're all now used to it. At the beginning of the pandemic, it was the first time Matt ever clicked on a Zoom link. He didn't know what was <laughs> um, I saw the pictures like of, of them on the screen. I was scared, like, are you guys yeah. okay? Like, are you guys in some yeah. kind of dimensional portal? It was very uh, scary for me. Yeah, but, but in, in the computer. It does make a big difference being in the same room. Yeah. So, so what would you say like the focus of Trail Chasers is? So you guys come together well, and you have you've had poop you know and fart jokes. Poop and fart jokes. Number one. Number one. Yeah. If it's not junior high farts, school, we're not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Talking about Predator the movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, the original I'm, one, right? Not the, the original sequels. one. Yes. No. Not the okay. Yeah, the original. original one. That. Although Predator versus Alien was was a was decent to see those two together. I have to say that was, that was okay. Um, but I, I see, I, I, I listen and I see you guys now more than I, you know, now that I'm more aware of you and, and I'm so impressed with the, you know, the breadth of topics that you cover, the guests that you have on. Sometimes you guys are just riffing. Sometimes it's just like a, you know, let's just get together and talk about whatever. So like, what would you say like the focus or, or, you know, the mission of your podcast is? Well, the, well, uh, before you the, guys answer that real quick, I do have to say yeah. um, I really have enjoyed your podcast too. I do take issue though with like one of your last guests, this venture to Rome guy. It was a train wreck. And, total um, train wreck. A total get that guy on. technological and he train probably wreck. ruined your cred a little bit. <laughs> just get that guy to <laughs> shut up. Yeah. That was Jose. We have to have cred to ruin it. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that that's why we get along so well. <laughs> The, uh, the, the, the show, the tagline of the show is get out there and chase your adventure, right? The, the goal is to uh, inspire people to go take adventures and, and, and inspire us to go do adventures. That, you know, going back to the backstory, I was, I was going to, originally going to start a tech podcast, a podcast about computers and software and tech. And, and I just, you know what, I already spent enough time around the computer on computers all day, every day. I was like, I, I, I need to 
do something that's going to entice me to get out into the world. And that's, and that's where I, I, I've been off-roading since I was a kid and, and, uh, uh, decided to go that route instead. But the, um, the focus is, is the off-road overland community. And it's around getting people out into the world, regardless of what vehicle you drive, whether it's a stock Jeep Renegade or, uh, uh our buddy's Megatron, which is a, a, a JK on forties. So, wow. That's man, but we also, but because it's of- also, I think the tone is uh, as far as the conversations that we have are if we were to meet out on the trail, like, hey, how's it going, you know, and, and discuss these topics as if we're both sem- somewhat familiar with, or you know, tell me about some of your adventures or things that you've done, and uh, you know, and, and campfire talk, you know. Uh, yeah, which I, I think suits us really well. Uh, yeah, well, if, you've, if you've hung out with us around a campfire, well, and you guys actually do that. So that's the you know like so going back to Jose, how he connected to the group. That was like on a trail run, like you know, like you guys are actually. Mm-hmm. It's not just a podcast. Um, you guys are actually out there doing group runs and stuff. And so like so, how, are those two things? Have they always been connected? How are they connected? And and how do you manage? you know, uh, you've got your audience from your podcast, but then you've also got, you know, your followers who go out on the trail with you. How does that all work together? It, 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 it's always been connected. That was always part of the show. It was always been part of what we, what we did. Um, we have what we call trail chaser expeditions or TCX, and we do three to four large trips a year. Uh, and then, uh, those trips can be anywhere from, eight of us going to Johnson Valley or 25 vehicles going on the Mojave trail, crossing the desert, which wow. uh, we have, we have realized is a, is a, is more than you can handle at one time. Um, but it was really, I mean, which would one be of the, this weekend if, uh, yes, we typically do it on Memorial day weekend, but Matt was uh, whining. So we decided not to. Oh, that's all it took. Just, yeah, a, little, just a, little a little whining. whining. Yeah. Trips off. Every, trips that's, off everybody. That's trips. Matt off. doesn't <laughs> want to do it. Trips Matt off. Matt just want to go. We're not going. That's how Matt needs a safety blanket to the trip. Like, you know what? Matt seemed a little iffy on going. Let's just. We're not yeah, we're not that. doing it. Chris, did you just say um, Matt has a safety word? <laughs> No, he needs a safety <laughs> blanket. That's an entirely that's a entirely different Colorado. Okay, trips off. Trips off. Matt, Matt doesn't need a safety word. He's up bananas. But but the trips that the trips are. If I need a safety word, everybody else would be in a lot of trouble. Like <laughs> shits in the pan, I would say. Uh, the, the trips have always been part of it, and it's it's one of our favorite parts of the show. And and what we found is if you listen to the show, you will probably have a good time hanging out with us. And it, it which, which started out as one or two people like Jose at the very beginning uh, turned into, okay, we're going to do registration and only the, the first 15 rigs that sign up can go, okay, uh, we're full. Everybody's on a waiting list. And then it became, well, we're starting this Patreon account. And the patrons get uh, a first first crack at registration for these trips because they fill up so fast. Hmm. And it, you know, it we went back and forth on the on the yeah, Patreon thing quite a, quite a bit. It's always it's been an ongoing discussion amongst us. We don't we don't want to be uh, we don't want to be the cool kids club or have yeah. gatekeepers. But but we've got to find a way to to manage it. And the management is literally we will will announce that, that horrible. 
That sounded like, you know. Uh, we're so cool. We had to throttle back thing. our access and start charging people. That's, you have to pay to be our friends. So, okay, so that may, maybe that was the way it sounded. But if that's you listen to our show at Trail Chasing <laughs> uh, if you listen to our show, you know, you would know that we do not, we do not take ourselves seriously. We do not think we are cool kids at all. Uh, you know, as far as we're concerned, there's 12 people that listen and it's all our family. And um, we love hanging out with our, our, the people, the people that have come on our trips that started off as listeners are now uh, friends. And they, it's like, we would, we would do these trips. We'd plan a trip and go, okay, who's going to go? Well, you know, this person has to go, this person has to go. Next thing you know, we have 25 rigs of people that have to be invited. Yeah. So that's when we started the registration stuff. Um, I mean, and it's, yeah, like- it's Right off the bat, like if we were to do a trip this weekend, we were, we were, we would already have like 10 people in that would be like, yeah, we're in, we're going like, just because like, they're always in like, that's part of the core crew. And and we're, we're known for last minutes. So we will send out a text (laughs) message on Friday at eight 30, going wheeling in big bear tomorrow at seven o'clock and we'll get six people. See you there. And it's just, it. It, that's that's kind of where our thing, you know, uh, the last minute run. But we do enjoy planning our our big our big trips. Uh, we've got a couple coming up between now and the beginning of next year. Um, and uh, the other thing that we really enjoy that we've backed off from and we're going to get back to is events. Uh, we we love like we've gone out. We've been MCs at large festivals and set up booths at you know Off Road Expo and and large things like festivals? that. Large uh, festivals, dude. That because the spent, area that this it was space, geographically it was very large. It was a very large venue. It was a big arena. Uh, we also did the O'Neill thing that was large. That was a, that quite was a few good. people at that one. Um, you know, but. But we enjoy that piece of it, getting out and, and being able to hang out with people. Yeah, and, uh, you mentioned, so so speaking of like hanging out with people, you mentioned something that's really interesting to me, which is a Patreon account. And the reason it's interesting to me is because, so, you know, I'm a, I'm a content creator. Um, most, m- mostly videos is where I put a lot of my effort but I also love the podcast. And, um, and a lot of my other creator friends have Patreon accounts or are thinking about doing Patreon accounts. And, and for me, like I went so far as actually to set it up, but I, I can't bring myself to turn it on because I don't really know what that's going to be like. Once you turn that on and people are paying and that expectation and like, how does that work for you guys? Like, like, do they expect, like, do they have your tech? Can they text you? They, they-, <laughs> they, knew, what, they knew what they were getting into. Uh, <laughs> no, but we, we debated so yeah, just like you, I think we Cody had started the Patreon maybe a year and a half ago at this point. Yeah. Uh and, but just, we didn't we just turned it on like a few months ago, uh, mm. a couple months ago. But yeah, we this is something we would talk about every you know, it would come up all the time. Uh but and, we were and we've gotten we've gotten some negative feedback from yeah. one specific listener uh who it was like uh, that was the the final gate that opened, and all kinds of vomit came out about oh, no. like I can't believe these guys are charging, and we discussed it like, oh, you know, we did get a negative email, and it was like we're not asking you don't 
you don't have to uh, join Patreon. We're not, it's not like we're restricting content or anything. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it does give you some opportunities for, you know, some discounts. I mean, there's some stuff to it. So yeah. Yeah. It, in that regard, like, yeah, it is kind of weird. Like, uh, um, it's super weird. I'm still kind of like trying to get a expectations of, yeah. of yeah. Uh, you know, are we do we, are we worthy of you know this uh, you know <laughs> absolutely this not. Thing? The answer is you guys are <laughs> definitely not. They are no, just making donations. No. They pity you. <laughs> no, no. And uh, and the, you, you made a comment about are they able to text me? Yeah, absolutely. But I I will tell you that most of the people that are that are our current pins already had my cell phone number uh, yeah. oh yeah they, mm -hmm. they've been on trips my cell phone numbers on the on most of my con emails and contact information and people yeah. uh, i get text messages hey i'm going to be down in southern california on this day do you have any maps absolutely here's a link to some maps i mean um for for better or for worse, we've kind of made ourselves uh, accessible to anybody that wants to have the conversation with us. And, you know, so far, knock on wood, it hasn't really bit us <laughs> in the ass. But, um, you know, that that's we're, we're just dudes that like to go off roading and we want other people to go off roading, too. I think that's so amazing. I, I, I the one thing that like I'm just it seems so risky that like, you know, you, you've got people who now can pay to have access to you in some form or another. And like, like, I'm not saying I didn't, I don't mean it like that. It's not like you've hoard you yourselves know. out. It'd be way less than a Patreon account to get access to me. <laughs> <laughs> but like they, they have a different level of access to so you. We'll see if, Patreon. If, if they're, yeah. So if they're, they're a Patreon school, they have a different level of access to you. You go out and you do kind of group runs with a lot of these people. And it seems to me somebody I, I'm like half introvert, half extrovert. Like it seems to me like it would be so risky that someone is going to show up a bad apple or, or some, you know, and just kind of ruin the party for everybody. Has that, has that ever happened? No. Not one bad apple. Wow. No. And we've talked about this multiple one times. Time. If you listen to the show, again, this goes back to the uh, uh, the sincerity of who we are on the mic versus on the trail. If you listen to the show and you laugh at our junior high school comedy <laughs> and you, you get along with us and you don't mind us ranting about Marvel movies <laughs> and – and random Bigfoot and aliens Bigfoot and, and predator, aliens. predator the movie predator. you're probably the gonna enjoy predator. hanging out yeah. with us you know yeah. what i mean so it's 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 almost like in, inadvertently the podcast uh filters out the bad apples oh that's um, interesting I, I would say I will say we did a trip once and we had a couple people that were new and they're um they're, they're, nothing bad, but the way that they approached the trip was less than considerate <clears throat> of other people in in a couple instances. Mm -hmm. But we just we just as a team went, okay, great. You need to do that. You go ahead. This is here. You've got all the routes. You've got the. We will meet you back at the campsite, right? And and that was um and that was the last time they came out. And, and I don't know if that was because of that or not, but um 
that was the only time where it wasn't like, hey, um, good to meet you. Let's go have a good time. Uh, now, next thing you know, I'm uh, marrying someone at the uh, racetrack because <laughs> yeah. that's that's happened. Um, it, it's everybody just gets along. And one of the best things about our community is after going on a couple group runs, you'll find out that this guy contacted that guy and mm. they went on a trail run with this mm -hmm, guy yeah. and they met up with with Casey and Big Bear. And yep. like as a community, they're doing stuff without us even being there. Yeah. Wow. This is all really great information because something that Will and I have just like talked about is whether or not he should do a, like a meetup, like not even necessarily like a trail run, but just like, you know, an actual, like, you know, meetup with viewers and listeners. And it's one of those things that, you know, because neither one of us have done anything like that. I haven't even gone to like an actual meetup with anybody else, like to see how they're done. And so it's like, there's nobody okay, else in Idaho with a YouTube channel. We're going to do a meetup at the uh, Top Gun. Uh, we're going to go to a drive-in at Top yeah. Gun and watch Top Gun with her. <laughs> that, uh, that's awesome. That reminds me, like, one of the first meetups we did was at that was at Mountain Mike's for a toy drive. It was a it was a mm. Jeep club had a, a toy drive, and we were I don't think we emceed it, but we were just no, we, we just were had there. Yeah, we announced like, hey, if you want to come up, come say hi. We'll, we'll give you some stickers, and that was the first time people like. It, it was like, are you are you afraid to? You could come talk to me. I'm just a regular. I'm just a regular dork, but there was you kind of got that vibe like, oh wow, these people are like excited to see me. That's so yeah. weird. Yeah. And then uh, that also reminds me. It was probably a few months later we went to. Uh, uh, it was during that was King of the Hammers, right? The Icon event uh, yeah. a few years ago, and uh, Jose was like awestruck by some of the other like uh, attendees. Uh, <laughs> oh, was who was Brad. it? Who was he starstruck it, by? It was Brad with Trail Brad. Recon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Oh yeah. my God, it's it's Brad. And to be honest with you, I didn't know who he was at the time because <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yeah, and so, I go, I don't know. Let's just go talk to him. He seems like a nice guy. Gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was like a YouTube uh, heavy uh, group. It was uh, Brad with Joe Recon. Edward Shin was Marco, there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Marco was there. Yeah. Um, Down to Mob was there. Like, the, uh, it was, yeah, it's just, it was yeah. all the YouTube people. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, do you know who that is? And they're like, no, who's that? No, I don't know. <laughs> I know. He's yeah. got a nice car. Let's go talk to him. Does yeah, he, but, does he but play that for trip, the Dodgers? Yeah, but that trip, man, like we had uh <clears throat> we had a, a bonfire that night, and like till this day, it's like that's that was like the bar that was set. <laughs> like for what? Like what do you mean the bar for like for being around uh, like other just like, for you guys or like for be like having being around like your subscribers? Oh, no, just I'm I mean like just the people that like so these people that we just uh you know I just named off, like these are they're like nice, good people outside behind, you know, behind the camera. But yeah, but that night, like it was all genuine. We had drinks, we had food. Like it was just that night was just one we've, to remember. Cause we've uh, seen a few of them since and yeah. uh, reference that night. Like, Oh yeah. man, oh, I can't yeah. wait to do that again. You know, like and, it was that, like, so many uh, jokes being told, like just, yeah. it was like just pure, like like enjoyment out in the desert it was it was it was a very like genuine experience yeah. and i think that's the the takeaway is that 
you know, you see, you see people on YouTube and content creators like yourselves that you're like, oh, wow, they're, you know, they're, uh, they're doing this thing. And, and people may think that you're a certain way. We're all just normal people wanting to mm -hmm. hang out and have a yeah. good time. Like yeah. even, even the people that, that, that we consider like, uh, um, uh, mentors or people that we aspire to be, you know, just go talk to them. Yeah. Again, Brad at Brad, Brad, we were at uh, an off-road expo event. He walked by, sat down, had a conversation with us. Uh, we ran we into him. Lunch with him. We had lunch. Yeah. We just had lunch. With him. He sat down and had lunch. You know why? Cause he's just a really cool guy. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and I think if, if, uh, if, you know, people take that approach to the content creators that they, that they're excited about, just treat them like a normal, cool guy or, or girl that you would run into at, a, at any other event and you can have a conversation. I say, yeah. I say, try that. Try treating Brad like, and just see how that goes. You know? I mean, I mean, Matt took <laughs> Rochelle and Clay Croft to the airport. <laughs> oh my! What? You, what? Uh, please, uh, please, let me tell you this. Please, please let me tell you the story. So it's Off Road Expo. No, it's, it's Adventure Adventure, adventure Expo. Expo, the four wheel par, uh, four wheel uh, magazine, whatever Adventure Expo. Thirty seconds before COVID hit, mm -hmm. like this oh. is the weekend yeah, like the last before one. COVID. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so we're we're there. Uh, we had already interviewed Rochelle Croft twice about the Rebel Rally and a bunch of stuff. They're there. Uh, her and Clay come over to our booth. We were set up at, at a at a vendor booth, and we had a, a conversation with them towards the end of the day. And then at the end, there, you know, one of their production assistants was like, "Hey, you guys, airport, we got to get there, we got to do this." And everybody's like, "Well, what vehicle are we going to take? We got to get an Uber." Matt goes, "Uber, bullshit! I'll give you a ride." Now Matt runs and gets his 2018 Frontier that hasn't been washed since 2018, and he pulls it up. He reaches in and grabs his his kids' baseball gear. Oh my, yeah. baseball shit. It just just he's kicking crumbs off the seats like get in guys and he throws four of them in the in the <laughs> frontier with all of their gear and they're like dude we're gonna be late for our for our flight he's like hey, no, no you won't won't happen <laughs> and he peels out out of the fairgrounds and like we jose and i are like that's the last time anybody's ever gonna see <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. expedition like, overland ends today yeah. <laughs> our fault <laughs> That one time that took a ride. I can just picture Matt like uh, looking back in the back seat and be like, "Do you trust me?" <laughs> Let's go. Oh, I didn't. I didn't ask him. I told him. Trust yeah. Me. yeah. I know yeah. I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been around. <laughs> but again, so I can't think of anybody in in our space that is of a. Uh, uh, a higher uh, uh, echelon of of people that you you aspire to than the crops, than Expedition Overland. Oh, and you yeah. know what? They're just cool people. Yeah, they're you know what I mean. They're they're cool people that you can hang out with. You know that uh, YouTube and podcasts are very similar in that they're personality driven platforms. So I don't think you can be successful on YouTube um, as like a YouTuber unless you have uh, unless you have at least some authenticity to you when you're on camera. And I think the ones that are really successful, like the ones that you mentioned, Ed Shin, um, I would say like Revere Overland, um, mm -hmm. uh, Ozark Overlanding Adventures. I mean, God, they're so authentic. They're exactly how they are in real life. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I've never met Brad from Trail Recon, but, um, but you get a sense that he's, that's just him. And mm -hmm. so then, you know, it would be really surprising, I think, because because their personalities have driven their channels to be successful. It would be really surprising if you met them and they were like, no. 
Yeah. Like now yeah. I don't do no. You want to pay for a, 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 a you know an autograph? Sure, but like yeah. other than that, get out of my face. I'm busy. I, yeah. It would be I, shocking I, if that were the case. I've had that experience, but it was like sports related. You know, never meet your heroes, and it's like, uh, you know, you 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 build up somebody in your mind that you've been watching. I'm a big baseball fan, and uh, my brother and I did the Dodger fantasy camp back in 2008 <sighs> while they were still at Vero Beach or whatever. And so there was a lot of you hang out with former Dodgers, you know, and there's some guys that are like even better than you think. They're just they take time and they spend time with you. And then there's other people you're like, oh, my God, dude, what a jerk. I don't even want to hang out with this guy. I thought it'd be oh, yeah. so cool. And they yeah. end up being just kind of pompous or whatever. And I haven't met anybody like that in in, you know, with our adventures or any anybody that we've met it's just been awesome. It's like another, another friend, you know, or, or just, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you just have that, that, uh, relationship, you know, the, the yeah. commonalities, I guess. Yeah. You know, so you mentioned Dodgers. I, I lived in New York city. So I was, a uh, a, uh, I would say not, maybe not a diehard Yankees fan, but I was a pretty, pretty hard Yankees fan and go to games and, um, finagle my way into really good seats. And one of the things that is your right as a Yankees fan is to heckle everybody all the time, <laughs> including the team, and getting close to the dugout to heckle A-Rod and Jeter. <laughs> and at the time when I was there, Randy Johnson, they brought Randy Johnson into pitch, and he ruined the Yankees that year. And so, like, um, so uh, it just makes me I think I could have of, told you he was going to do that, but... <laughs> everybody in Manhattan knew that. Um, <laughs> So anyway, but, but like, uh, I'm wondering, you know, like, uh, but that was like, that was part of our relationship with them. It's like, you know, as a New Yorker, as a New York Yankee fan, you get to heckle everything. In fact, and, and Mets too, but Mets would come to the Yankees to heckle the crowd at the Yankees game. <laughs> I remember being at Mets game when they were just there to piss you off be, by trash talking the Yankees because you wanted the Yankees to win and they really wanted them to lose. I mean, there's this all this all, but that was expected as, as fans. And so like, I'm just curious about you guys. Like, like, do you get heckled? Do you have haters <laughs> oh, yeah. out there who like by each other? <laughs> oh, well, what by each other, nothing is sacred, but every week, the chat room, the live chat room devolves into <laughs> making fun of me specifically. And then the rest of the guy, like, that's just to, to this day, I will get, I'll get, uh, uh, I'll get someone share me an Instagram story of some jackass falling off a mountain bike and people, <laughs> listeners will send it to me be like, is that you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I stopped one thing once like, but yeah, that's like our relationships with the, the people that listen to our show is they know we don't take ourselves uh, ourselves seri- seriously. Nothing yeah. is sacred. And they bag on us all the time. And a lot of times if we're when we're doing an interview, I will specifically put the screen over the chat so I don't see it. <laughs> So I can focus on the guests and have a conversation. And these two jackasses are laughing on the other side of the screen. And I'm like, I, okay, I, what is it? We have to stop and hear what's going on in the chat room. But, um, but that's just part of it. The, uh, we, we did an event a couple years ago and uh, one of our guests brought our, our, our buddies brought uh, pre-made stickers. He made these before the event. And while we were asleep, he put a uh, hashtag blown Achilles survivor on the back of my truck and hashtag fat Thor on the back of Matt's truck. Like that's, that's the relationship. We have with our Brutal. That's so, uh, they put on your truck. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I, still have, I still have, Matt's, it on is, 
Matt's is still there, but Tim put it on mine and he was drunk and it's crooked. And I left it as long <laughs> as I possibly could. It was like a year and a half. I finally took it off. Oh, that's so awesome. That, that, so, but it's, and it's never turned bad. It's never turned like, you've never been like, okay, that was too far. Okay. That was too far. Like, don't talk about my wife or whatever, you know, like no one's ever crossed mm -hmm. the, crossed mm -hmm. the no, everybody knows my wife is way better than I am. And, uh, <laughs> uh, she deserves better. Uh, but no, it, it hasn't. I mean, we've had, we it's had good one nature ribbing. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not yeah. a, it's, well, not, it's not to be hurtful and, and create tension. Well, we fun tension. But. Yeah. Well, we had an episode where all our wives, uh, you know, they they talked about us and about the show and what from their point of view. Oh. But yeah, ever since that show, they side, uh, our listeners sided with them. So, <laughs> so it's just like added fuel to the fire. Uh, we didn't help ourselves in any manner by your like, your wives were like, okay, once a week, these four guys go into a room and close the door. And there's yeah. some really strange sounds that come from that uh, room. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> listened to the episode. <laughs> and you could it become a Patreon funny. of it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah that's a, uh, that's, no, that's the only, that's the only fans. <laughs> yeah. That's a, the other link. <laughs> I've been noticing a trend of, uh, there's been some Overland YouTube channels that have started OnlyFans. And <laughs> it just blows my mind. I'm like, what are you, what is so well, strange? That's what OnlyFans started as a, just a generic paywall for subscribers for content. Yeah. But human nature is if if something is invented, we figure out how to use it for sex and for war. And that's what we do. So that's what <laughs> OnlyFans became. It, but yeah. it wasn't intention. It, it was not originally set to be that. It was just a paywall similar yeah. to, to, to Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's only a matter of time before Patreon. I've, I've seen Patreon have some levels on there where it's like access to not so work not so family friendly content for at, you know it's like for a hundred dollars a month it's like well, what yeah. are they doing in there? <laughs> well, you gotta pay yeah so i have a mortgage to pay i i uh i, I yeah this is pg-13 guys um yeah. uh so so you guys mentioned that you're you're rig you're rig agnostic um and so, uh, which, which, uh, I think, but I'm very a... pro anti certain rigs. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really yeah. agnostic. Like, okay, you can have a Jeep, you can have a Toyota, whatever, but I'm pretty much against uh, a specific brand. This will be fun. This, this, this will be fun. Okay. So, so Chris and I, I would say love rigs. Um, in general, we have very, very specific tastes when it comes to the rigs that we think are capable and great rigs and for different reasons. And And I think we have some pretty strong opinions on the word rig being applied to certain brands and, and makes and models. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just curious, like, like, what is what what are you anti Matt? Like, what is it? What is it that you're like, you know what, you say that word, and you're not my friend anymore? Okay, so, uh, I mean, it is what it is. I can't make you like me or not because I don't like Fords. And so, Ford? Ford? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't oh, that, that, that is shocking to me. I did not think you were going to say Ford. <laughs> the best part about that is he owns a Ford. <laughs> yeah, he does. I guess so, so you the, know. Yeah, the truth The truth is it's, it's, a, it's a running gag, I guess. It, it started off... 
I've always been a, a Chevy owner. Like every truck I've personally owned is, is, has been a Silverado, like my previous three trucks. Not that I wouldn't own a Ford at that time, but I had a, my work truck was a Ford and it was just very Spartan. So it was like, well, I'm not, it, ne- it didn't impress me enough to, to, to switch from Chevy, I guess, mm-hmm. if I had a brand loyal uh, loyalty at the time. And then, uh, you know, but uh, give me an opportunity to talk trash about something and I will pounce on it if, if it's funny. And so early on, it was just some anti-Ford talk or whatever. And it's like, yeah, you know about Fords. And, you know, I, I've, uh, there's plenty of you know, first on, not first on, <laughs> first on race day is one of them, but the other one's like effed over rebuilt Dodge. You know, there's a bunch of oh, things yeah. you, know, you can say about <laughs> yeah, yeah. So And then Jose yeah. said something about having an F-150 that was a lemon. Uh, and it was like, he had trans, what was it, Jose? He had transmission. I bought a, I bought a uh, 2014 F-150 brand new, like single, I was a first owner. And within the two and a half years that I owned it, I had a rebuilt engine, alternator, battery, and the transmission. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. There's some, yeah. so, there's some data behind that. Yeah. <laughs> that created that, that, oh, that's it. That's a thing, Fords. We can't yeah. have them. They're, uh, you know, the. Oh. have you heard the working conditions at Ford factories? They have illegal child labor. Like, whatever <laughs> I could do to trash so, them, so, I would do it. Yeah, hold on. Let me let me jump in right there uh, because I I am a Ford owner and I bought the owner, but uh, I, I bought the Ford. So, but but this became such a thing; it was almost like a weekly feature. And going back to 2020, oh, we're standing yeah. around the campfire <laughs> at an event with a bunch of industry people, I'm standing there talking to a, a friend of the show and another lady, mm-hmm. and these guys come up, and I I must have been saying something about my Ranger, and they they. T- on key are you talking about that damn ford and they just unload on the piece of shit ford blah 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 and before i could get them to stop i was like i would like to introduce you to the head of ford marketing standing right next to you that's awesome (laughs) clearly we're not like no 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 no, guys no 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 no. yeah let's just say uh we'll probably never be sponsored by <laughs> well, I mean, Fords are like Bronco is like the 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 bell of the ball at the moment. It's just mm-hmm. like everybody like everybody who has a YouTube channel got a Bronco, and everyone's featuring them. And every on YouTube, like if it, if you put the word Bronco in the title, you get a million views. I mean, it is it is definitely Jose's changing a, his name to Jose Bronco. Yeah, Bron- Bronco Jose Bronco or Bronco Jose. Jose. I, yeah, Bronco Jose. Yeah, that's got a nice ring to it. So what what rigs Actually, do you guys? What, the, what did you say, Chris? Uh, the new. I was just saying that I saw today, like they released some of the numbers for the new Bronco Raptor, and I gotta say, I, I don't. Did you guys see this? No. It's like 418 horsepower, and it gets 15 miles per gallon. So That's better than I was what like, I'm getting in my Ranger right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, but I was just kind of like, okay, so I don't know. I just. I guess I was expecting like what what's the 392 it's 470 and it's yeah. like yeah gone so yeah I was it, just kind of like I, we, we can have the thought, we can have the Jeep versus Ford debate on well, the Raptor versus I'm 392 even, Yeah I'm not even like trying to to stir that up but I was just kind of <laughs> like you know it's something that there's been a lot of build up to and yeah. I don't know it was just wasn't as as big of a deals I thought I was kind of kind of disappointed 
Yeah, as it, like it. as a Jeep owner, I I love the competition between those two right now because it's making it everybody actually. Yeah, it makes just, every yeah, it makes everything better because yeah. competition. I'm I'm healthily skeptical about you know the stuff rolling out of Ford because it's their first first year. But I do think it's uh, super interesting. But I want to talk about your rigs, though. So, so like, what you, you guys go out a ton. You guys have group runs. You guys are talking about this all the time. What rigs do you drive? Uh, go ahead, Matt. So, uh, really, that we were just talking about this last night because I, I just fabricated a set of rock sliders for my Nissan Frontier. Oh, you're a Frontier guy. Yeah, and you know what? Oh, we it are was, a Frontier heavy show. We, we've become, and I, it's because I'm, I've claimed myself the tip of the spear, the spear that is uh, piercing the Toyota, you know, dominance of, you know, the, the Tacomas or whatever is, was the talk at the time. And it was really, uh, when I was looking to buy something, you know, I was, again, I started off wheeling my, my wife's renegade the first, <laughs> I don't know, six months or whatever it was, uh, bang for your buck. I just want something with a locker, with a rear locker, four-wheel drive. What can I get? And uh, at that time, uh, bang for your buck, the Frontier was outrageously uh, let you know, undervalued. Oh, yeah. Yeah, then, then the uh, Tacoma. Yeah. I mean, the uh, uh, equivalent Tacoma at the time was going for 35, 36 grand, you know, a year-old Tacoma. I bought my Frontier equally equipped. Uh, with skid plates, a Pro 4X for $24,000. Yeah. So it was like, it was a no brainer, even though there was no, you didn't really see a whole lot of content on the Frontier. But I, I was willing to take that risk, I guess. And everyone on this show will tell you, anybody that's wheeled with me will tell you that Frontier is every bit as capable as any uh, Tacoma or uh, Gladiator or whatever. And that's my daily driver, right? I dragged that thing. I, I dragged that little truck. And uh, now I'm a full on believer. Like I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll take somebody to task or I'll, I'll challenge you. Yeah. You, you do, you know, equally equipped. I mean, sure. Being fair, you know, as far as uh capability that, that little truck is, is awesome. One of my good buddies, uh, creator buddies is Fletch from all things overlanding. And he has a, a Nissan, Nissan channel. He's started with a, He's got that next Terra, and he just did. He's done a Titan swap thing mm-hmm. to his Frontier, and um, it's pretty, it's pretty badass. I mean, it's it's pretty tough what he's what he's what he did to the Xterra and what he's doing to the Frontier as well. I mean, I I think those those are super capable. And what his his line is, I don't I don't drive Nissans, but not because I don't like them, just because I don't. But um, his line is that they're like the third. They're like the third most reliable Japanese car on the market, which is still like the first most reliable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anything made in the states. <laughs> so like, it's still like, and it's and it costs less, you know, than mm-hmm. certainly than buying a Jeep. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, Matt and I, Matt and I talked about it last night, where in 2019, when he bought his, the the conversation was, I don't know, man. It, on paper, it looks good. I, you know, I almost bought one at one point before I bought my Tacoma, but I chose the Tacoma instead because I was, I wanted to be safe. He did it at the time. We didn't know what we were getting into as a, as a group. And now every one of us will go to bat for any Nissan product at this point. Really? Even over your taco? Well, I, I have a Ranger. I have the oh. the Ranger, but, but the, the Nissan is a better truck to, than the Tacoma. 
Oh, interesting. That's interesting. I, uh, I, hate mail. Bring it. Cody at trailchasers.net. I tell you what, you, you, you diss a taco or you diss a Jeep and you better change your address because <laughs> like, those people will come after hey, you, man. Hey, if, if you want to come to Fontana, you're brave enough to come to my town. By all means, like it's like a gauntlet trying to get to my house. You got to make your way through all kinds of challenges. There's a bunch of right. a bunch bunch of bunch of uh, tough Nissan guys lining yeah. your block. No, they got to get through. No, that's just the joke. That that's a running joke. Uh, I always I always talk about Fontana uh, being. It's like one of the older towns, I guess, in in Inland Empire. Mm-hmm. In our in our neck of the woods, yep. yeah, and it has like a reputation, I guess. Especially uh, when I went to high school in an adjacent town, it was if you'd have told me like Matt, in twenty years you're going to buy a house in Fontana, I'd have told you to fuck off, and I'd have tried to kick the shit out of you because that's how what a bad what a bad rap Fontana had. Like, oh, there's no way I'm living in Fontana. What am I homeless? And that's the only place I can live. Like it was just really bad, and now you know. I, obviously, I own a home here, and so I feel I feel obligated to carry on that. You know, yeah, it's rough and tumble here in Fontana. I'm I'm gonna send you a patch that says like Fontana for life, and that you can put on the you can put on the <laughs> ceiling of got, your tattoo on his neck under the dance. Yeah. You can't see it; it's yeah. covered. A neck they tattoo. Made, F4L. Yeah. <laughs> when I went to sign the papers for my house, it was a tramp stamp. I had to actually get a Fontana for life. They made me do it. So yeah, I'll That's take awesome. a patch. Sure. So Cody, <laughs> so so Cody, back to your Ranger. Um, so so, how do you find the Ranger to be off road? Badass. It's really? uh. Look, and, and I'm coming at this. I have been wheeling since 92, 93. I have owned CJ7s, TJs, XJs, WJs, uh, Tacoma. CJs. Uh, ZJ, ZJs. I, I, What's a ZJ? A ZJ? <laughs> you got to ask. ask. You can't <laughs> afford it. Uh, I have owned a lot of vehicles. I'm very much a, a, a Jeep fan. Um, and... Uh, uh, I, I wanted, but this was before the Gladiator. My 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 daughter was born. Uh, I was I was driving the, the WJ. I I got rid of the TJ because I wanted space. That's one thing mm-hmm. about the, the TJ. You, you, other than a backpack, you ain't fitting shit in that in that Jeep. <laughs> and then uh, so I had the WJ built up. I loved it. I still miss that WJ to this day. Mm-hmm. But it left my wife and daughter and I stranded because the starter wasn't working and my wife was done with it. And she was like, "Nope, we're not going on any trips alone anymore." And uh, I was like, well, the only way that that we get that reliability is by spending money. So I went and bought a 2013 Tacoma. Um, I I have my own opinions about the Tacoma as a whole. Uh, it, I, it suffered from some kind of genetic disorder. It was like geriatric. It's like his parents it were brother and sister or something. Happening with it. Uh, I and I'm also Jordan. known. I'm also known for changing vehicles every two years. Yeah. And um, uh-huh. I had the Tacoma for a couple of years and I I was over it and uh, uh, found the Ranger. And I was the first person I knew to buy the Ranger. I bought a Ranger FX4. Um, 
uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to put a, a, a high-end suspension system on it, some wheels and tires. And two weeks after that was King of the Hammers. And we went out and did what we called the donut run. Mm-hmm. And it was the first morning of King of the Hammers. And we had volunteered to go into town to get donut, the entire group. So Jose and I unloaded the truck and did 50 miles an hour through the desert in that truck. And I was hundred percent sold at that point. Mm. And it has been my favorite rig so far uh, to the point where I had a Bronco on order. I canceled it. Cause I didn't want to get rid of the Ford, uh, wow. the Ranger. Th- this um, is the longest you've owned a single yeah. vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's probably the longest I've owned a vehicle and I have no intentions to get rid of it unless the, cause I'm really excited about the 2023 Ranger. Um, I want to wait until that rolls out. That that would probably be the only the only real uh, uh, thing Upgrade. to entice me. Yeah, I went and drove the new Frontier, which we'll get into because Jose has one. Um, I work for an organization that has Frontier parts, mm-hmm. so I thought about trading in the Ranger and 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 getting a Frontier, and I loved it. And it is every bit as enjoyable and on par as my Ranger, but not enough for me to pull the trigger. So um, you know. My next rig may be a uh, a new Ranger, or I'll just pay this off and then find a beater to play with. Ranger is going to be a Raptor, right? That's yeah. Ranger Raptor is next. Yes, it's it's the twenty twenty three Ranger is coming out. There is going to be a Raptor version. Um, That's what I want to wait and see. Uh, You know, Rangers are do not get much street cred in like the overlanding off-road space. I mean, I think for people who are fans of rigs, they they know that Rangers are super capable, but they're they I think the uh Broncos have sucked up all the oxygen in in the like awareness space and I, you know, I you don't I don't really see anybody talking about Rangers in none of the channels big, you know, I mean there are Ranger, you know, people who drive Rangers, but like none yeah. of like the like the guys that you mentioned around the campfire, none of them have a Ranger or ever talk about Rangers. It's, mm-hmm. it's always, you know, some other brand. So, so well, if you yeah, to like all the Australian ones, I mean, like they have Nissan pickup trucks and um, Rangers and then like, I don't know, Vauxhalls or, you know, things yeah. like that are like Chevys and they're not exactly the same as here, but you know, there a lot of them are rigs that we tend to kind of overlook and they do pretty crazy things with them over there if you, if you yeah. can't put 35s on a rig without chopping it or welding then like instantly you're not as popular in in the united states like the ability to put big tires on something makes it so so special like like ford they don't have the engine so they said well, we're just gonna put 37s on it off the line and and i gotta be honest i was like oh <laughs> like I, I totally fall victim to that myself like those rigs like um, you know, even Tacoma's you got to chop a little bit, but, um, but those rigs that are, that are tr- like, I would say more true, like overlanding rigs, like the ones that you see in Australia, cause you can't really have 35s in Australia cause you have to get a special permit for it or something like that. Yep. Yeah. That, you know, that we don't first, for whatever reason, they're, they're, they're looked over a little bit more here because we want, like, we want to supersize our tires and everything on our yeah. rigs for, because it's cool, it, it, I guess. And we talk about that all the time. I have nothing against 40-inch wheels, 40-inch tires on on one-ton axles under your Jeep. One of our good buddies that's a, a listener to the show uh, does it. He comes wheeling with us. The But I'm also not against the stock Jeep Renegade uh, getting after it and having a good time. Yep. Like we we truly believe whatever, whatever vehicle you have or 
whatever vehicle inspires you to get out there and do it, that's the right vehicle for you. Pick it, go with it, run with it. The we we have a lot of conversation about what do you really plan on doing with your vehicle? What do you really need on that vehicle to accomplish it? And a lot of these people, and I and, and I'm making the assumption that a lot of people get a Rubicon, Jeep Wrangler Rubicon, immediately upsize the tires because that's what their buddy has and that's what they see. And then they go do dirt roads. And yes. Good for them. Good for them. That's great. But at the same time, they could have done that same uh, uh, dirt road on in a Jeep Grand Cherokee with no lift. Yeah. So um, we, we are we are not. You could have taken. Will... You could have taken it to the same mall. Uh, yeah. Stock. <laughs> same so do Starbucks. you have Max? Do you have your Max tracks mounted on the outside? That's if you uh, don't. Mine are mounted yeah. underneath. Mine are mine are, You can't see them unless you look underneath the, the roof rack, the bed rack. But look, I mean. You know, a, a mild suspension lift, uh, quality products, good wheels and tires. You can go so many places, and and what you what you choose to do will determine how challenge how challenged you are. And then you may find yourself going, you know what? I want to get up that hill, and that's going to take thirty fives. Yeah. There there was a couple of times doing like Pilot Rock Road or Claycorn or certain trails in the Renegade where people would look at me and go. How do you get that thing up here? Like that's that's crazy. Yeah. And you know, again, that's uh, we we'd also talked previously or in, on other episodes about, you know, at what point, you know, it's it, it is it a challenge or not? You know, like if you're 40s and you're just going to run the Mojave Trail, the next level up is like you're levitating. Like what if you know, like hovercraft <laughs> or something? Like you know, it's is you're you're eliminating the challenge or you know, again, do do the Mojave Trail in a Renegade. That's pretty challenging. Like, yeah, it's Different a lot driving. funner. Yeah, exactly. It's it's probably a lot more fun than sitting in something that's super set up for you know rock climbing or what have you. Yeah, yeah, Jose. Yeah, I want to talk. Was, oh, oh, go ahead, Chris. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say there was a dirt every day on on YouTube where they took a like a brand new Jeep Renegade over Black Bear Pass and it did it no problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Cute. <clears throat> um. Uh, Jose, I want to talk about your rig, but I, I do want to say like when it comes to like, <clears throat> like non built up rigs going off road, I, um, I think that's, I think it's so important. I think like access, like go learn, go figure out what you need, what you want, like do not buy the rig first, you know, unless it's a rig, you know, use what you have first, then go learn it. We have, so we did a trip, um, a guy's trip to Jarbage, Nevada last March. And one of my friends who's uh, a high up executive at Microsoft, um, who's just works to the bone. And I, I was like, I was like, bro, fly into town, ride in my Jeep. You can drive my Jeep. Just get out with the guys. You, you got to get out. Life can be better than this. Like, like, let's go do this. And he came out, <clears throat> slept in my tent, um, and had this like really like you know these experiences. He had this experience yeah. where he's like, oh, there's yeah. something else. There's something else out yeah. there, you know. Yeah. That he, he and so he went home. Immediately bought a Gladiator, um, and <laughs> and which you know we were super excited about. And and he but here's the thing, uh, and he's take he is taking it off road. He's finding ways to have adventures and 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 take it off road. But he like refuses to buy tires for it. Like Chris and I, he still has like the street tires that came with it. It looked, you know, the the gladiators without 
off-road tires look like mullets. Like they're strange looking vehicles. And he's, he's like, hundred percent. We all talk week, about this. a weekly topic. Uh, some of our best, some of our most comedic, uh, uh segments about talking about at the expense of the gladiator yeah 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 they're so strange looking until you put big tires on or or off-road tires and then they look pretty cool but so Mm -hmm. he's still driving this this incredibly capable vehicle that can do anything off-road but but it just takes one time shredding your tire it's like it's like yeah. if you're gonna do anything, start with your tires. Start with like have something that can go off road and you can air down. You know, you've got some rubber on there. You can air down a little bit. Just and then do suspension after that. Like it, and then get bigger tires or whatever. But just start with something that's an all terrain tire instead of street tires. This poor guy. Like I love him, Jake. If you're listening, we love you, man. And we just want we just want the best for you, bro. We just want the, you to get better tires. Tires, Jake. The the stock the stock gladiator on stock wheels looks like if you watch football like a lineman or something that's all swollen. He's got the big shoulder pads and then tiny little legs underneath yeah, them. Like yeah, totally. it doesn't look very stable, you know? Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, it 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 doesn't fit. It, clearly, they they made those to be. I mean, you can put thirty fives on them without a lift. I think mm-hmm. just go right. Yeah, they knew. They they yeah, knew. They knew. They like hey, we're gonna roll out a uh, Mopar line of uh, uh, level levels lift kits, wheels, oh, yeah. and tires. And so we're going to sell them like this and then all their friends are going to make fun of them and then they'll have to come back and buy this stuff. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, so it's social marketing that way. Social pressure <laughs> marketing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you have to be able to, Jake, you got to look in the mirror, man. Jake, look in the mirror <laughs> and then go look at Jake, your gladiator. Jake, give me a call. I'll do my best to help you out. I, I have a, a, some connections that might be able to help. There you go. There you go. You heard it here. Okay. So, so but only for Jake, only, only for Jake. everyone else. Pound sand. Your name is, yeah, you're going to get like, everyone's just going to say that they're Jake now. There's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be an email from somebody that says like Bob at gmail.com. Hey, this is Jake. This no, is it's Jake. not. That's uh, Cody at trailchasers.net. <laughs> so Jose, let's like, let's talk about your rig. Uh, we didn't, we didn't get to you. What are you driving? I have a 1994 Toyota Land Cruiser. Really? Yeah. Oh, and, nice. And and my daily driver is a 2022 Frontier. Okay. okay. So which but, one? Do, which one do you take off? Which is your preference for off road? The Land Cruiser. The Land Cruiser was my daily driver up until a few months, up until uh, late last year, uh, where I bought the Frontier. But um, yeah, I would the the Land Cruiser was my daily driver for three years, daily driver and off road rig for three years. How do you find it off road? Like they're wide, they're long, and they're heavy. Yeah, they're slow, uh, but it's just slow, slow and steady wins the race with with that truck. Like there hasn't been anything I couldn't do in it. Uh, I've I've dubbed it the monolith because (laughs) we go on or whatever. He's always the tail gunner, Mm -hmm. but he's always right there. Like he's just he's never uh, he's never in trouble. He's just he's stalking you. Yeah, yeah. Part of the behind. reason he's a tail gunner is because we don't ever have to worry about it. Like, if he's just going to make it, like he's not going to be the one that breaks down. It, it's, yeah. uh, and part of that's because he changes out every engine part weekly, <laughs> to make it run, to continue to run. Uh, he's, that's that uh, Toyota reliability, dude. Yeah, he's he keeps a, a spare exhaust system and a head gasket in his <laughs> truck just to make sure. Dude, these guys give me shit because I changed out a twenty-five-year-old alternator, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> 
Well, so, so like, so that's a classic rig. I mean, that is like a known, that is a known mm-hmm. kind of overleaning vehicle, but it's old. Like how many miles do you have on it? Uh, it's 217,000. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You're not worried about getting 80 miles out in the middle of nowhere with no signal or anything and just it being like, okay, we've done 215, but we're not doing 216. No, no. It's, uh, I, well, I've replaced everything at this point that came Oh, you wrong. really have replaced everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. there's, oh, when I got sure. it, there was, it was, uh, like a two owner car and it was just been sitting there. So over time, just from daily driving it, I've had to address just wear and tear items like drive belts and oil leaks and, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and also I've been, I've been burning the candle at both ends, taking it off road and, you know, camping in it and beating on it. So obviously the wear and tear on, on that truck is going to be more, more, uh, constant than it would be on a newer truck. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I remember watching a, um, a trail recon episode mm-hmm. speaking of our m- most famous, uh, celebrity <laughs> crush. Yeah. Uh, Brad Kovitz. Um, uh, I, I remember watching an episode where he they were doing some trail. I can't remember Moab or something. Who knows? And they like brought extra drive shafts. They they, <laughs> they were like he's like a you know he's like a corpsman or something. He's like okay we're gonna yeah. get a big old med kit and we gotta have every spare part. And it's like mm-hmm. okay we all drive jeeps. So who's gonna bring the extra drive shaft? And I and I was watching that and I was like, do you have to do that? Like, do, do you have to bring extra drive shafts? And, you know, I don't know if the answer is yes or not, but I, I guess I'm rolling the dice. Have to is a, is a depends on who you ask. And depending on what you're doing, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're going to go straight rock crawl and, you know, or put your truck to the absolute test, like, yeah, you're probably going to break something. Yeah. Yeah. But on our trips, we're mainly just going down dirt roads in the desert or the mountains. Uh, th- there are some technical parts too, but nothing where it's like at the most I could see uh, IFS trucks having to replace, uh, you mm-hmm. know, CV axles. That That is a weak point in the IFS truck. But, but even then, uh, I mean, Matt has wheeled his truck. Matt wheeled truck bone stock, just better tires for over a year. And he beat the hell out of that thing and never broke an axle. Uh, Casey, he drives the Frontier too. He drives it hard. It's lifted, big tires. He hasn't broken axle. Uh, I just think knowing the limits of your rig and then yeah, uh, and then uh, paralleling that to the trail you're on will you know expand the 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 life of your truck. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. we're very conscious of. And we have veered off of routes. Yeah. Uh, with that in mind, like, okay, th- these are the rigs we have with mm-hmm. us today. These three vehicles can make it up there. We don't know if anybody else can let me just go because we don't, we don't need to to do a death defying trail run to have a good time. It, you know, we have a good time just hanging out with each other. And, and um, you know, my brother is Casey is a, a really good mechanic, even though he says he's not a mechanic, he's a fabricator, but he knows how to work on stuff. <laughs> And uh, Jose and I learned that on uh, at least the Ford Ranger, if you blow out a CV, you can just take it out and still drive without one of those axles in. That wasn't uh, something we wanted to learn, but we do know that now. Wow. Um, and we, uh, we, uh, uh, you know, we just, we're just very conscious about what we're doing and, and how hard we're pushing the rigs. That doesn't mean that we don't push them, but we haven't pushed them to the point of catastrophic failure. 
Yeah. You guys, you guys joke around, you guys are hard on each other. You guys are, you know, have a great sense of humor and it, it would be easy to think that, that you don't take this stuff seriously, but you clearly know what you're doing off road. Take this stuff very seriously, know your rigs and, and, um, and are not just kind of, I mean, yeah, you're, we're driving on difficult roads to go have a beer around a fire. Yes. That's, that's like, that's the fun of it and go, you know, joke around around a, a fire. And yet, you guys clearly, you guys know what you're doing when it comes to off-roading and and vehicle modifications and repair and stuff like that. I would say, uh, I would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and when you say Take the compliment, you, I'll, I'll yeah. Let, yeah, I'll let uh, Cody answer this. Okay, so as a collective, yes. So so we 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 are absolutely we're we're just a bunch of yahoos that go out and have fun. Um, as a collective between the, 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 the core group that's with us most of the time, everybody makes sure that everybody is okay. And there's not a single member of the group that isn't willing to step up and go, whoa, 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 you shouldn't do that because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And the first time someone raises their hand and says, what about this? Everybody goes, all right, let's stop and have that conversation. Mm-hmm. There's there's no alpha male syndrome. There's no, uh, this is the way we're going to do it because I said so. Uh, yeah, if someone wants to charge through on their rig and wreck it, that's on them. But as a, as a whole, we all make sure everybody's okay. Everybody has input. And if something does happen, everybody's involved to get it fixed. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. So... You guys, what are you doing this year? Like, what's next? What's next for for trail chasers and and um, your in terms of trips, events? Like, what are you what are you guys up to? Uh, so uh, I just, we I just <laughs> took time off for SEMA yesterday, so I'm very excited about that. Yeah, Co- Cody sent a text. Like he sent yeah, an so, email. Uh, was it email? Yeah. yeah. So I just booked us at the link for SEMA week of SEMA. Uh, you know, just so you guys know, oh shit. So I went into our uh, portal at work and like, boom, request the time off 20 minutes later. It was approved. Yay. You know, it looks like I'm doing SEMA. So I'm very excited about that. SEMA, <laughs> so SEMA's on the list <laughs> as, yeah, of, we, as yeah. of 20 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, we, we, uh, we'll be at a, uh, an event called Toyota Fest in, uh, June 4th and 5th in I'm Long Beach. At the, sorry, uh, sorry to hear that. Sorry. It's a, a large, <laughs> it's a large Toyota. That's why I said they know we're all Nissan owners, right? Like we're bringing, we're in. bringing Jose's uh, land cruiser so that they, they don't recognize it. I'm, I'm the in, I'm the in. <laughs> um, I will be at Overland Expo Pacific Northwest. I don't, I don't know that the, anybody will be joining me at this point. Um, I'm working on it though. I'll be joining uh, we, you. I'll be joining you at Pacific Northwest. Nice. Let's connect. Your friends have oh, abandoned yeah, you. That's right. But I will be there. I will be there. <laughs> His um, friends and family. Yeah. Uh, friends and families. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, uh, so we, uh, we, never mind. <laughs> we, uh, we tentatively have a, uh, an overnighter on the calendar for our Patreons in September. Uh, we, should be planning. I don't know if it's happening, but we should be planning one of our trail chaser expeditions for October, uh, SEMA in November. And then, uh, our winter expedition is going to be around King of the Hammers in uh, February of next year, right? That's, 
just just on the uh, the the quick look at the calendar, that's where that's what we've got going on between now and February. When you say winter expedition, like what does winter expedition mean where you are? Because winter expedition where we are means something very specific. So if it's below fifty five degrees during the day, <laughs> if, if it's if it's a hoodie or worse, uh, yes. Yeah, if I've got to put a beanie on, damn it, no. Um, you know. Well, last year, winter expedition at King of the Hammers, it was 20 degrees. It, it, it got into the teens. Oh, okay. yeah, it, it got into the teens. Yeah, it was yeah. cold as balls. I, it I, was, used, it was... I used my Coleman stove to heat my tent. Oh, no. Don't say that. Don't say it that. Did. If you're listening that's... to this podcast and you heard that, that's not a good tip. You I didn't not... say I, <laughs> it's I, didn't say I slept in it. I just said and, I heated it. And, oh, okay. and he needed those brain cells that are no longer there. He can't get them back. It's not any worse than what I did. Uh, uh, Wait, what? What did you do? I well, I have a, I have one of those swag tents, right? Uh-huh. Uh, have you seen those? It's like, yeah. just like a okay. So I have a a buddy heater that I, I put right in front of my face. No, and, <laughs> and I fell asleep. And I'm still here. <laughs> this is that why you don't have any facial hair, Jose? <laughs> no, I actually shaved recently, but uh, no, uh, yeah, I mean it works. Uh, I had the I had the the door open, uh, open okay. pretty wide, but your, your face works. Uh, no. no, the, no, the heater works. After <laughs> the heater, no. the heater incident, his yeah. face doesn't work so good anymore. <laughs> but man, it gets really hot in there really quick with the, one of those big buddy heaters. Yeah, I bet, especially swag, in a in a swag and, yeah, in a swag. <laughs> yeah little small space uh we yeah our our winter expedition is last year it was a four-day trip um we base camped at a specific location in johnson valley and each day was a, a trail run out to a different location um and campfires at night and it was i would we have 15 rigs guys yeah i think it was 15 rigs that wow. trip um all of our trips are are open to families. Uh, the uh, on the winter ones, usually the, the the wives and kids stay home because it's uh, cold, you know. Um, but not always, and uh, it's it's just we we try to set it up to where we have enough combination of uh, trips, uh, trail runs, and campfire and fun and we do raffles for you know a bunch of we'll, we'll get a bunch of sponsors to kick kick down some raffles and giveaways and and uh we did uh, winter expedition two years ago was in parker arizona for mm. four or five days that was a lot of fun um you know it, it just it just really depends on where we're gonna go we, this year the mojave trail was an annual trip until literally this year was, is the yeah yeah, yeah we, we've done mojave trail uh i've done it maybe 10 times. And I think we've done it as an annual trip since 2017. Um, and it's a fun I mean, three, two to three night trip, depending on how we plan it. Um, and that, that one's usually really uh, family heavy. Like that one's when yeah. people bring most of their families on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you want to, if you, if you're listening to this um, and you want to go on a trip where you're invited to insult your hosts, this this <laughs> go to trail chasers and find a trip I'll, I'll to go respect on. You. I'll respect you even more. It's like a, a yeah. times. I'm in construction, and you know that's how I gauge you on your character on how well you mm-hmm. can cuss me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like 
that's the way it works on a job site. It's like, I don't like the way that guy interspersed <laughs> shit with, you know, hell or whatever. I, I don't trust him. So the better you are at cussing at me, I'll, I'll, I value that. Well, well, I, I do have to say that you guys are a ton of fun to listen to. You're even more fun to hang out with. And if, if you're listening to this right now and you haven't subscribed to the Trail Chasers podcast, you need to go do it right now. It is a lot of fun. Every week is is this, but but better. Like every work. <laughs> More cussing and uh, bad jokes. <laughs> it, it's, it's a ton of fun to listen to, but they know their stuff as well. At, at least if, you know... If, if not, as a group, they there's a lot of expertise that's shared around and they bring on some really interesting guests. And so I, re, I really think that you should go listen to the Trail Chasers podcast um, and check out their Patreon. Apparently, you can pay to be their friends as well. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. definitely check that out. Yep. And, um, and this has been a blast. This is exactly what I thought it would be guys like hanging out with you talking shop just learning more about how you came together and and what you're up to it's it's been just a blast to talk to you so I just want to say thank you for coming on this podcast it's been a lot of fun thank you for having us man this is great you 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 know we really enjoyed having the conversation and I and I think you and Chris I've I've listened to a handful of your show since and you guys have a good chemistry with your guests and uh, uh keep it up I mean you're you're 20 something in you know, uh, let's get back together at, uh, at 120 and see how you're doing. I, I, uh, um, it'll be too big time by then, dude. I, he will. Yeah. yeah. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. I love we'll, it. We'll, we'll, we'll still have the same 12 listeners that we get on Tuesday nights and we'll be like, Hey dude, can we book you? And he's yeah. like, I don't know. I'm booked for the next six months. Yeah, I don't I'm know. not going to make it. Who did? And just so you know, uh, podcast rules. If we we just pre-booked ourselves for your 120 <laughs> show, you cannot that's, that's you cannot void that. That's that's like that it's legal. That is now, that is now you know you. So everyone, you heard it here. I have been. This podcast has been blessed by the Trail Chasers crew. They they just They just said that this is um, this is you know maybe the best podcast that's out there i'm pretty sure you said I something so. on that yeah I'm maybe the best sure one that's ever definitely been better than ours it's significantly better than ours <laughs> i will not. guarantee you that definitely not it's it's cool you guys know your stuff it's cool to to get to know you and and um and talk shop and figure out you know this content creation podcast lifestyle is so interesting and so fun we get to meet so many so many cool people and it's it's so fun for me to talk to other podcasters because you know you know what this is um, and, uh, and joking aside, you guys really do, you know what you're doing. Um, and it's been a, a ton of fun. So I want to say thank you. If you, if you're listening to this, go subscribe to trail chasers podcast right now. Um, if you've made it this far in this episode of this podcast, then you should definitely also subscribe to the American Overlander podcast. Do, do that too. The, the, there's no rule that you can only subscribe to one of us. You should definitely subscribe to both of us. So in, in any case, thank you for listening. Um, And we will see you next time.